Living Your Truth. Today we're hearing all about the life of a transgender pastor. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Uh, uh, uh. Wow. Wow, the studio is lonely today, you guys. The studio is, it's quiet, it's a little empty, it's just me. The Tyler Tyson is in Florida getting some business done. I miss you, but the show must go on. I'm happy to have you guys here with me, at least, on this beautiful Monday evening. This episode was good. It was good. It was all about living your truth, and we got the perspective, one that we've never heard from about before. Well, I've never heard about it before. Um, A transgender pastor, Paula Williams, uh, formerly known as Paul Williams, who was a pastor. Um, She preached around the world for more than 40 years. She had a full-blown life. She was married. She had three kids before she officially uh, became a transgender woman and went through the whole process. I felt like I was once again enlightened about something I didn't necessarily know about before. Obviously, I know that transgender people exist, but I had never heard exactly what they go through and how it affects a family from this point of view. So I I loved that they really delve deep into hopefully that's a word delve deep into it um they brought the kids on the show so the kids were there um it was Jana and then Jonathan there's also a third child uh Jael who wasn't there but she was definitely in the package that they showed and we got her perspective they all felt differently about it and I could relate to all of them because I've never been through this before but putting myself in their shoes I feel like I would have been confused Uh, As well, having a father and then learning that he wants to transition into being a woman would be hard to understand, especially if you're young. But um, Jael, she was very accepting of him right away, which I feel that I would be the same way. She didn't have words for him in that moment, but she did hug him, as she said, and she was really accepting. And I feel like it was because she can relate to him. She's a person of color. And as a person of color, sometimes you are rejected from different situations. And in that way, I feel like she could relate to her now, uh, not her mother, but Um, her transgender father. Jonathan, though, I feel that it would be hard for a son to come to terms with this because when you're a young boy, I assume that your father, if you guys have a good relationship, is your idol and someone you look up to and you that's who you learn everything from as far as being a man. So I could see why that would be really, really hard for him. It seems like he's come to terms with it now. He ended up taking his father's side and supporting him when it came time to really choose. Because later in his life, as he said, um, he is a pastor now. So he was preaching at a church that he started um, on his own, which was of the same organization that his father was later fired from. But 
either he could support his father and admit to what was going on or he could go on and pretend like none of this was happening so i felt like that was beautiful obviously it takes a long time to come to terms with something like that it's very 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 hard situation i would imagine um We heard a little bit about the other conservative leaders' points of view on this, and we saw a few clips. Pastor Steven Anderson, I don't know what church he's from, but he is a conservative leader of some sort, and he felt like transgender people, it seems like he was saying they parade around and are kind of like, look at me, I'm transgender, which I don't think it's like that at all. I feel like it's a really hard thing to come to terms with because while you want to live your life and live in your truth, you are also hurting the people around you because now they have to figure out who you are now and they have to, in a sense, grieve and let go of the person that they knew you to be for so long especially when it's your parents so I don't think that that's at all how transgender go about this Bishop T.D. Jakes did say that um, every church has a different opinion so it's best to find a church that reflects your views and your beliefs which I agree you should try and find a church that is accepting of you rather than putting you down and making you feel like you're wrong for wanting to be who you really are. Um, Pastor Greg Locke, he said that transgenderism is not a civil right, which I found to be really interesting because I looked up the definition of civil rights and the definition, according to Google, is the rights of citizens to political and social freedom and equality. So in that sense, transgenderism is a civil right. And I feel like everyone should just mind their business. You know, if someone wants to go through that process and that's who they really are, let them do it. I don't feel like it's going to affect you in any way. It almost takes more energy to fight them on it than it would to just let it be and go on with your life. Ignore it if you want to. You don't have to be best friends with them, but also don't put them down. Stop killing trans people. It's ridiculous to be honest with you and it's really sad um they highlighted a few statistics in this episode this one specifically 18 out of 19 transgender people are killed or were killed in 2019 and they were all women of color which is a really really sad statistic this happens every day sadly people are killed because they're being who they feel they really are um after watching this episode it made me think of the debate maybe you guys have heard of it it's the nature versus nurture debate some people feel that um gay people or people of the lgbtq community they are born that way it's in their nature it's in their dna and their genes that's just it's just the way it is there's no stopping it but other people feel like it's nurtured and there are behaviors that are learned based on your environment that cause you to be the way you are. I could see both. I can definitely see both because in uh, Paula Williams case, she feels that she was always a woman. She feels that she was always transgender from age three or four. And she doesn't feel like it was her environment that 
that pushed her to feel that way. So I see that point of view, but I also have heard that the environment did play a part in someone's sexuality, maybe because they were surrounded by all sisters. Maybe they didn't have their father in their life and they adopted more feminine tendencies and mannerisms because that's just what they were around and vice versa. Maybe if a young woman grows up in a household with all males, she grows up seeing all of that and that's just the way she she just grows to be that way. So I can see both sides. I don't know. I'm not a scientist or a psychologist, so I can't tell you whether it's nature or nurtured, but that is a debate that people have had for years. We'll never know, really. Um, after Paula came out and was being who she really is, she lost friends, her family she felt was was torn apart, um, she lost her pension, and it was hard for her to survive. And she talked a little bit about that. And she said that she knows if she was a person of color, it wouldn't have even been as easy as it was. Not that it was easy, but it would have been harder, which I agree with, because you have that intersectionality there where you're black and you're transgender. It makes things a little bit more difficult. There is some sort of white privilege there that she did benefit from, like she said, to a certain extent. Um, she did benefit from her male privilege, which is why it was so hard for her to let go of that, um, which I, I thought was really brave for her to say and to admit that she has always benefited from male privilege. Um, sorry, I have so many notes here. There's so much to cover. Uh, I thought it was, it's really sad that the children felt like this was like mourning a family member. It's like a death in the family because you're letting go of someone. The children said that their dad was one way. He was strong. He was a leader, obviously an idol to them, a positive influence one day. And then the next day, their dad was a woman and she's more shy and reserved. I can't even imagine how that would feel feel but that's that's a really big difference they mentioned Bruce Jenner which I knew would come up at some point just because that's that was the that was kind of like the first time that someone as famous as he is came forward and revealed the true him to the world so I feel like he is probably some sort of influence in transgender people's lives um, but it helped other people understand exactly what was going through Paula's mind and exactly what she was going through um, she says that it was easy for her to transition into being feminine she didn't need help with that which I've always wondered I wonder if when people eventually do go through that process if they need help being feminine or if it just comes naturally so that was very very interesting to me uh that she didn't need help um really cute I think that that's really cute um Jada feels like there is there are skills that need to be learned in order for the family to also transition along with their family member, which I agree with. I feel that, and I don't know if this already exists, because 
like this situation, I'm sure it's the same way a lot of the time, but the family has no idea that this is how one of their family members is feeling. So there's no time to learn how to adapt. You kind of just have to adapt after they announce it. That's when you start to adapt. But I think it's a good idea, you know, if there was some sort of way there were there were steps in learning how to go about dealing with something like this um I feel like this conversation is really important to have and just like all of these episodes watching them you learn something new like I take so many notes so many because I'm learning almost like I'm in class really and it opens my mind I hope that it opens you your mind as well. But if we don't listen and we don't learn and we don't open our mind to putting ourselves in other people's shoes, there's no way for us to really grasp the different perspectives that are out there. So the fact that you watch this episode also may show that you are open-minded, which is a great characteristic to have. I don't know what people are so afraid of. I don't know why... People go around, unfortunately, hurting those out there who do transition or who are gay. Man, I just, I don't know why you can't just let them live their life. I don't know. It doesn't have any effect on you. Also, I was thinking... Um, they brought on Angela, who was a staff at Jonathan's church, which I loved. I was hoping they were going to bring on someone from the church to give their perspective. But she did say that she grew up learning that to be gay or to be transgender was an abomination and, and that you would go to hell. And it wasn't until she grew up and she moved away, she moved to New York, and she started to go to Jonathan's church that she kind of found holes in the word and she realized that the word could almost do the same for all of us it can it can exclude a lot of us depending on how you look at it and it opened her mind and that's what made me realize that pastors have a really big influence on the people of the church because think about it if you go to the same pastor for years and they're preaching the gospel the way that they do, the way that they know how, and you follow that gospel word for word, your mindset is going to be the same. But if you go to a different church, not all pastors preach the same. So the fact that she learned what the gospel was for years, and then she went to another church and her mind was opened and Jonathan was preaching about inclusivity. Now her mind is open. But if she would have never went to Jonathan's church, how would she have possibly opened her mind? She would have gone on in life feeling the same way, which is crazy. And it made me feel like that is why people question religion because how is it possible that we're all made from God? We all come from God, but we're saying we're all one except you guys. Like we're all the same. We're all God's children, but you are different. I don't feel like that makes any sense. 
that is a whole nother conversation. But I feel that with transgender people and the way the church goes about handling the situation and shunning them and him losing his job as a her, sorry, her losing her job as a pastor, it just shows that you're not all inclusive like you claim to be. That's just a random point came to my mind. Tell me what you guys think. I would love to hear from you. Drop them down in the chat. I want to see what you guys say. I want to see how you guys feel about it. Um, Another fun fact is that about 1.4 million people in the U.S. are transgender. They identify as transgender, which is a lot of people. I did not expect that. But I did at the same time because we're in a different time. Everyone is really discovering who they are and they're open to doing whatever it takes to live their truth so in a way I do understand how it could be that big of a number um 90 of transgender people report mistreatment or discrimination on the job which again why does someone's sexuality matter to you I don't know. Uh, In all 50 states, you can be fired. And this is what Paula said. I didn't do any more research on this, but I thought it was really interesting. She said that in all 50 states, you can be fired if you're transgender and you work for a religious corporation. That was very new to me. Um, Again, I don't understand it at all. What else do I want to cover in this episode? Um... Paul, or he was Paul, he's Paula now, she, the pronouns, I'm already getting caught up on the pronouns. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's, it's hard to remember that that can be disrespectful and I don't want to offend anybody out there. It's just a little difficult. I'm trying my best, but she says that she didn't hate being a boy. She just knew that she wasn't one. And we didn't go into her parents much on the show, if at all. So I'm wondering what their influence was in her life and why she felt like she couldn't be herself. I assume that church was heavily involved in the household. So maybe that was what it was. But I'm not too sure. Yami says that she could not have went through with it. She could not have lived her truth if she felt like she really wanted to be a woman, which I thought was interesting. Willow said that she also couldn't just because she would be so used to the privilege that she has. I personally don't know. I really don't know. I I thought about it, tried to come up with an answer, but I I don't know. Um, Hey, Um, the marriage therapist that Paula and her ex-wife um, had he said that the problem is that Paul is a lesbian and her wife is not, so it's not going to work. And that's another thing that I'm still uneducated on is when someone transitioned, do they become a lesbian? Are they? I don't know. I don't quite know how that works, and that's just something I personally have to do more research on. Um, but it is, it's is—it's—it's interesting, and I, I do want to find out because we should all be more educated on this topic, I think. Um, but all in all, I felt like this episode was a great 
wake up call. I enjoyed it. Took lots of notes. I learned a lot. Lots of statistics. Um, I was kind of emotional throughout because I felt really bad for her, what she's gone through and her family. Um, But I'm glad that she's living in her truth. And that's all that matters, I think. Now, let's move on to our Mr. and Mrs. Smith segment. Um, So this is one of my favorite parts of the show because we talk about new news dealing with the Smith family. First, we have Jaden and Willow. They were featured on the cover of Italia Vogue, which is a very, very big deal. To make it on the cover of a magazine in general, it's it's a big deal. Um, A lot of people had some stuff to say. They weren't all positive, but I personally love the cover. It's very unique. It's sideways. And in the middle, it says, dream your own reality, which that's something I live by for sure. But inside, the siblings were talking about how they're using their fame to make a difference in the world. As some of you may know, Jaden provides water uh, to communities out in Flint um, and other communities as well. And Willow says that there's no point to having all of these resources and all of the eyes on you if you're not going to express and address the real problems in our world. It's up to our generation to make sure that we have a sustainable planet and we're making the correct steps to survive and reverse the damage that's already been done, which I agree. This is on the newsstands now. Go and check it out if you'd like if you're still into magazines uh next up so will smith was honored at the grand opening of tyler perry studios in atlanta which is a huge deal everyone's talking about this right now him along with a bunch of others uh had a soundstage dedicated to them. tyler perry he's the first african-american to own a major film studio without any partners or corporate backing which is huge let's take a look at what will posted you got your stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah we dress up nice we clean up well and they do. They look so good. I love what Jade is wearing. She looks amazing in it. Um, but yes, there are multiple sound stages available for rent in this new studio named after black entertainers such as Oprah, Spike Lee, Halle Berry, Whoopi Goldberg, Will Smith, of course, and more. Next in news. So the premiere of Gemini just happened and it's This whole month has pretty much been all about Will. You know, it's his birthday. Now the soundstage, all about him. But uh, the whole family went to the premiere. They all looked great. And it looks like it was fun. I really want to see Gemini Man. It looks good. It's been a while since I've seen Will on the big screen. So it's about that time. Uh, This was a short show, I know, but because I don't have my lovely co-host here with me, I didn't want to bore you guys with my voice alone. But next week, we'll be back to regular scheduled programming. I believe Tyler will be back. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed because... There's, it's not a complete table without Tyler, right? But I thank you guys so much for joining me today. I had so much fun. I'm Tyler Simone. You can follow me on Instagram at Miss Tyler Simone. Be here next Monday at 7 o'clock. I'll see you then.
On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.